0: Welcome back to the Red Sector, a podcast about speedy motorbikes. I am your host, Matt Polanski. With me, as always, Josh Wilson, Mono GP. Couple quick housekeeping notes. Please be sure to subscribe. Leave a five-star rating review. Also follow us on Twitter at Red Sector Moto Boys, it's been a we took last week off because I think every Moto GP podcast took last week off. Um, so how you guys been? I know you guys did not bring it home,
1: so <laughs> um, I've recovered just about <laughs> like I said before uh, I had a cry on the inside, but um nah, I think i'm 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 used to it, so you know roll on twenty twenty two world cup and for more disappointment at some stage, so here we go yep, yeah
2: it' be a lot yeah, I think it'd be a lot worse if we actually won things regularly and got so cocky that we were gonna win <laughs> yeah but, the it's coming home thing is just that much of a, a Mickey take that we never win anything. It is. It's kind of like, <laughs> it's definitely going to happen when we all sing it. it's not. We, we like, sing it, no matter what.
1: It doesn't matter who yeah. we in the squad, who's the manager. We, 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 we always sing that. it. But,
2: yeah. For context, we've been singing this since 96, longer than <laughs> I've been alive, which shows you how bad we are at winning anything. So, But it's coming yeah, home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it, it's still coming home, no matter what. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's going to happen. But yeah. Yeah. Um, not bad it, it's been like you say I think it after... hasn't been
0: home since 1966 but it's coming home
2: yeah exactly um but in terms of MotoGP uh I think because we've had such a like ramped schedule this year in relation to like last year and everything being so crammed in I think everybody like you say got to last week and just took a massive breath like they just wanted the week off mm-hmm. I, I definitely mm-hmm. did in terms of like, don't get me wrong, I, I'd watch racing every single week, but it was kind of nice to have a week where there wasn't too much news, there wasn't that much racing. Like, we had the the CEV um, Moto2 and whatnot racing, and, but, like, the World Championship Series definitely just needs a bit of a breather to kind of yeah. have a lot more energy to go back into after the summer break. So, yeah, it was kind of nice.
0: Yeah, it was it was weird because, like, there was no F1 either. Like I woke up in the but there was Formula E, but like it was weird because I woke up Sunday morning and it was like I went downstairs and I'm like I don't have anything to do. <laughs> and I just sort of sat on my couch, like, what do I do now? Yeah,
1: that Pablo Escobar meme. Have you seen it? Oh yeah, <laughs> so we're like... just
0: sitting in different places. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much what it was. I I sat in my living room for a little while. I went in the kitchen and was like, <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> but
2: you were like and actually, that... you, were, you actually started to ask your wife if she needed any help doing anything <laughs> Yeah, like you were like I, i'm actually I'm... a normal person now i'm out of the, the sofa
0: <laughs> I, I will say i did meet this nice family that lives in my house uh, apparently they're my <laughs> wife and kids uh they seem nice uh, i might interact with them more going forward
2: <laughs> by the but time you get to know alone. them yeah no. <laughs> by the time you get to know them you'll be back into watching everything again yeah
0: yeah, F1 comes back this weekend, so it'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so a couple uh, news items that broke last week. Uh, Motegi is off the calendar, uh, so we're going to have a break between, so far, Malaysia and Thailand are still, on; just Japan's gone. And then there's going to be a break, I think, until Kota. No.
2: Well, I know... there's, been a, there's been a few tracks that have either been postponed or cancelled. So we've had Kimmy Ring that's been cancelled. That's, that's mm-hmm. next year. That's not even being postponed. That's completely cancelled. We've had Tomas de Rio Honda uh, postponed at the minute. But obviously, they had the big fires, didn't they, at the start of the year, if you remember? Can you remember the, the Argentine? Yeah. Argentina. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's, you know, that with COVID is a big. Maybe at the minute, KOTA's mm. at the minute still postponed. It's supposedly happening at the end of the year. Uh, Mategi cancelled.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, Philip Island. Uh,
0: see, I've I've heard that KOTA is going on.
2: That's what I mean. It's postponed at the minute. It's not cancelled. Like it's it's mm-hmm. supposedly going to be towards the end of the year. Like F one F one have it later on in the year, don't they?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
2: you, you apparently you've
1: got Cota on the third of October. Then it's a Thai mm. Thailand Grand Prix. Um now the week after when Philip Island was meant to be, it's now gonna be the Malaysian Grand Prix and then over to Portugal. But I don't know if the Thai Grand Prix is gonna go ahead either. I think it's a bit of iffy. It's gonna if be that, that East
2: Asia like yeah. circuit in terms of circuit of circuits, because yeah. Covid wise <clears> not to be you know, I don't wanna come across like I'm stereotyping or anything like that, but obviously th- there's certain levels of development around the world at the minute in terms of COVID and who can do what, and, you know, funding for certain things, and yeah' stage definitely... is going to suffer a lot, especially with the domestics of coming over from Europe and stuff. Mm. You've got all these different variants and everything, so, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not rubbing salt in the wounds, but I'd rather have saw Thailand get cancelled than Mategi or Phillip Island, because, mm. I don't know about you two, but I cannot stand for Thailand as a, as a circuit. I think it's so boring, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, I Could like it on the game because I'm half decent at it, but See, I like hate it, on, it a... on the game. Do you like it on the game because it's so many streets I... that you don't actually yeah. have to do anything? Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Other so than literally... like Saxon
1: Ring, which is my most hated track on the game by far, which is ironically the least
2: amount of streets. Yes, exactly. <laughs> See,
0: I don't I don't mind Saxon Ring, the one that always like gets me is Asin.
2: Oh, I'm good around us and I like See, I like It like see, the, it's
0: it's the first, yeah, the first sector. Once you get onto the straightaway, I'm good, but then once you get towards the back end, like uh, sectors three and four, I'm uh, horrible at.
2: Oh, they're the best,
0: especially <laughs> coming into the final chicane because you're take, carrying so much speed. And then, like, as soon as you come out of that apex, you pretty much have to dive bomb the brakes, and then I can never get that final chicane.
2: Yeah, I I love Asim on the game. I'm a little bit... Saxon Ring, I'm like, eh, I think it's more so because the tire wear is a bit more realistic as well. It makes it even harder. Yeah, I I just I have
1: no rhythm or rhyme in Saxon Ring, like, out of all the tracks. Same with, like, the first sector of Kota. That first kind of first second oh, sector with a, yeah. the... oh God. It's so one
2: line, it's very hard. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. difficult, but Do yeah, I like that my worst circuit is on the game. Uh, Mugello is my best, I think. Um, oh yeah, of course. <laughs> I've done so many laps around. I wouldn't, you know what? If there was a stat that said how many laps I'd done on in, in my life over different MotoGP games around that track, I don't think I'd be sat here because you'd be so like embarrassed to be sat around so just sad man <laughs> i think i must have done over a thousand laps. see
0: i place. i don't know i think sure. my i think my best would be uh qatar just because it it's is. at the beginning of it's at the beginning of every season so every time like and if you like there's been times where it's like i'll start a season it's like no i want to change this like
2: you, oh yeah, you, yeah so sign with there, it. you you put more you put more practice in, don't you? Because you change. Yeah. Like, okay, let me make sure I do all the free practice. Yeah, I know what you mean.
0: Yeah. So, I. But I think because there's only one trial I only have one online win in MotoGP ever, and it came at Berno. So, I would have to say Berno is my best track. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think my, my work... We've not really spoken about the game, have we, really, since the release? Not really, the... no. Uh... Well, I haven't got <laughs> it. I'm
1: still on 20. Uh, um... I'm trying
2: to think. Le Mans I'm not great around. Le Mans's quite quite... Eh. Because you you use a lot of curbs at Le Mans, and curbs on the new game are <laughs> something else. Um, yeah, I'd say Le Mans or Thailand, just because I think Thailand is just one of them, that every time I turn up to it, I'm just like, I'm hating this already before I've even turned a wheel so mm. yeah and kimmy rings hard that is a yeah that's tough because again that's one of those that yeah out of the first sector all the way until like maybe at a push late fourth sector it's all one line mm. so you if you you know if you miss an apex by mm-hmm, uh, that's, maybe yeah, a you meter, screwed. you've screwed the next five corners up it's it's a hard track but um what we were originally mm-hmm. on about, just circuits in general. Oh yeah, yeah circuits. Yeah, Philip Island. Yeah, sort of um, Philip Island's a good. Uh, I'm good to see that one. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, um... Don't get me wrong. It's it's never nice to see any of them get cancelled, but Philip Island for yeah. me is, for me, it's one of the best. If I'd say it's one in the best three tracks for GP, hands down.
1: Yeah, it's it's also disappointing because obviously you've got the atmosphere and because Jack Miller might have had a. A chance to win at Phillip Island, they're having a, mm-hmm. an Aussie win again. That's something that we're going to have to wait till next year to find out. So that's also a bit disappointing on that front.
2: Plus, it's a very unique track in that mm-hmm. it's, it's a very bike track. There's not many bike tracks left on the calendar in terms of mm. not necessarily, oh, just bikes go there. Because I know there's some like Australian GT3 kind of championship that do run at Phillip Island and whatnot. But you know when you just see those those certain tracks that they've been to over the past years, and you look back and you just think that's that's a bike track, like Donington. As mm. much as they can't facilitate MotoGP, Donington's a proper bike track. Um, Silverstone isn't really because it's you know it's very wide, it's sweeping, yeah. it's not you know. But Phillip Island is such a sick bike track that I, I just love it every year, and it's such a shame to not have it. I really really hope we can go again next year, because obviously we've not been there since 2019, and by the time we get there it'll be, what, three years? Mm. And that's too long for a track like Phillip Island, who's I think they signed, like, a 10-year contract with on like, three years ago, so you know, it'd be nice to see Phillip Island back, but obviously, is a big loss as well, because there's a massive amount of bragging rights with the Japanese manufacturers yeah. going there. Obviously, it's Honda own track, but for someone like Yamaha to win at, win at Metegi would be massive in terms of the the politics behind it all, and you know that that's a big one in that sense. So the two big hitters really to to miss mm-hmm. out on, especially coming to the end of the championship, they're two very good tracks to have to the tail end of a championship fight. So yeah, are you gonna uh, you're gonna be fingers crossed, toes crossed, everything else crossed for Kota staying on the calendar, Matt?
0: Uh, I mean, as much as I will probably never be able to go there, uh, because <laughs> it, it's a twenty-four hour drive. I've looked into it. It's a if I drove <laughs> down there, it's twenty-four hours. Yes, uh,
2: really, is it? <laughs> I mean,
0: you'd have to, I'd have to stop and get a hotel at some point. Um, but to fly down, we'd have to fly down, get a rental car. It would be, and it's like I think I priced out. It was going to be like between $500 and $1,000 just to fly down for, like, my wife and kids and I. So And then you figure no. ticket prices. So, as much as I would love to, I don't think I'll ever be able to, but it will be... It'd be nice to have it back on the calendar. Um, there has been some racing here because they had a NASCAR race there, so it's like not like that. I haven't... Yeah, I haven't... It's not like I haven't seen Coda in a long time, because there has been some racing there, but it would just be nice to see you know, Moto GP and F1 back air. Yeah. Cause it, especially... even the the NASCAR race that happened there, it was a complete nightmare because it rained. It was raining on like the back straight. There was multiple accidents. So it was it was a complete nightmare.
2: Yeah, especially considering there was a time where there was what Indianapolis Laguna Cota, all on the same calendar. Like there used to be three tracks in the US, and now there's only one. So it's another place where, in terms of ticking boxes for the for Dorna to go to and spread this calendar as diverse as they can and across the world, America's a massive one. So I'd I'd like I like Cota for bikes. I think a lot of people give it stick, uh-huh. but I I think it's a brilliant track. I, I don't think it's like you know one of the best ever tracks, but it's definitely more than. Like an average track mm-hmm. for me, anyway. I don't know how you or Josh see it as a track. I think it's a great track.
0: I mean, I don't mind it. um Yeah, i, I played it on gp F1, Forza. I think that's that's about all the games I've played it on. But uh, I mean, yeah, you, you have to wonder if. Maybe MotoGP will find another race because F1's getting the Miami GP or something and be race in Miami next year. So, so I don't know if MotoGP will see that. They're like, oh, well, we get we the second race in the US. Maybe go back to Laguna Sega. I don't know if they'd be able to. Mm.
2: Mm, I don't think they would, personally. I, I could be wrong, but from what I see and read, I think Donna are happy at Cota with GP, but Another, you never know. You never know. I, don't, I mean I don't know. Um You you could be at Kota at some some point in the future, man. You could be doing red sector interviews or something with <laughs> yeah. Simon Crafar, or like you know whoever whoever you could you could be down there as part of the media.
0: Well I will be going to uh, Moto America next month so maybe see some of the people who maybe in moto two in the future.
2: So,
0: but, uh, another track I thought of was, and I don't know, they do host a motorcycle race there. Uh, Daytona, Daytona does have a, cause they have the road course that like IMSA races on and stuff like that. And they do have a race called the Daytona 200, which is a big, like motorcycle race there.
2: So, yeah, I- I mean I, it's a it's a good idea but I just I don't know it's one of those things that like there's a certain mold for like what donna go for I don't think they'd go for that mm-hmm. but I know what you mean like because I, I, I've seen the 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 course itself and like mm-hmm. I think it's one of those that that sort of style and mold of a track is suited to American championships as opposed to European championships coming across Do you know what I mean I just yeah I think they they like a a certain facility, a certain requirement, a certain style of track that they're like, yeah, that's that's it.
0: I just want to see a MotoGP bike on the banking of Daytona. See how they (laughs) hold up. I've been to...
2: Jack Miller. He'd he'd do a ride all the way up the side of, of Daytona. He'd be great.
0: I've been to Daytona one time on like a track tour. And when you get up to that banking, you're pretty much looking straight up at a wall. It's about like I think they said the banking is like three stories tall, and it's like a almost like a forty five degree angle.
2: That's mad. Yeah. Like so the, the Monza one as well. Monza's got like the... yeah.
0: Oh yeah, that old Monza like loop that they they show it like if you look at the bonza logo it's still there and like they go underneath of it coming down the back straight away but
2: i know because uh i saw pierre gasly po- post this picture on his instagram of like the bridge looking over the top of the the banking and then somebody mm-hmm. uh, written underneath it like eat pasta go faster or something like that like <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah, it is such a sick facility as well. I I mean the bikes have been there in the past with World Superbikes and stuff like that, but it's again it, it's not one that you I could see GP ever going to. It's just it's just not a GP track. But you know um no that's knows, such a tra- speed track. Knows. Yeah, it, it's too it's too long in certain areas. It's just, you know, it's not it. Um Ducati Ooh. would have a field day there. They they'd probably set the lap record by like 3 seconds or something. You know, they'd be they'd be flying around there. But yeah, so we've done uh Meteggi and Philip Island. So let's move on to so the- Maverick news, because we've we've been cursed with the podcast again to releasing yes. a podcast and then cars. News being re- uh, news being released the day after. So yeah, Maverick is mm-hmm. leaving Yamaha, but we don't know where. There we go. Maverick done.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All, you know, speculations point to a Yeah, I mean, he has a friendship with Alish. But there's so many other factors. I was listening to the Paddock Pass podcast today and they were saying about um, that it's most likely that Remy and Raul will be in uh, Tech 3 next year. Um, but I, like we said, you know, last time we all got together, he he's not going to go to a satellite team. He's going to go to a factory team.
2: Yeah. I think when, when, when you're Raul and you know that there's factory teams that are sniffing around at you, you're not just going to take second best as soon as you can. You know, like we said, I think the reason he said, I don't want to jump straight to GP as soon as I can, whether that be the tail end of this year or maybe next year is because he wants to keep his options open. I think it was Josh who said that and it's that, that is what we're seeing. Mm. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it's very difficult with Maverick because it's one of those where the first domino has fallen with him moving out. So, you know, someone's going to take that spot, but it just takes that, that next person to, mm-hmm. to fall to maybe for example, I'm not going to say that it's going to happen, but for example, if Miguel Oliveira was to go to Yamaha, it leaves a spot in factory KTM. And then you've got people going to factory KTM from tech three, and then you've got tech three spots that they've got to, you know, there's just a domino effect of so many gaps opening up that that's what we're waiting for. When the first, I think we were saying, after the summer breaks, when you'll start seeing moves happen, when that Yamaha spot gets taken, you will see contracts <laughs> flying around that paddock like no tomorrow, I think. But we're just waiting for that to happen. I don't know who. I don't know if everyone's got any predictions you want to make or any kind of, don't know. Don't, don't tell me Miguel's going to Yamaha because I don't want to. No, I think
1: I... apparently you probably saw the article. Apparently he's been approached. He was approached already by Yamaha and he's turned it down. That was the uh, yeah. the Buthead, whenever. The, I don't know when that happened, but yeah, I think but... he's he was happy to honor his contract with KTM before you know moving yeah. on. Um, I think what
2: that is from Miguel is I'm being approached almost like nudging KTM to say, "Are you going to do anything?" Like, so if KTM don't, he knows that Yamaha are interested. Do you know what I mean? So if Yamaha turn around and say, all right, then, how about we pay you a little bit more and KTM are still not budging with a new contract that impresses Miguel enough to stay, then it might be, you know, it, it, it's a big, big thing, isn't it? When, if they've been approached to kind of just tease it into the press, to kind of put KTM in a light where they go, right, we need to do something now. Otherwise, mm. you know, it loves, leaves us in a position where we're, our hands are tied to either say, he's not been approached or we're, we're in contract negotiations with him to renew. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's KTM's turn to bat the ball, basically, is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Um, but again, if Miguel doesn't go, I'd be pretty peeved off if I was Frankie Morbidelli and that news is true. Because that already yeah. shows that Yamaha are going, you're not our number one choice.
1: No, which is annoying. And I think Patronus. I saw an article saying Patronus yamaha that they said they're not going to um announce a new lineup until i think is it austria at the earliest uh, let's have a look i think it was uh, at the earliest austria <laughs> is when Gosh, they're going so, to so yeah the next race So 8th of august i think but um it could be it could be um after that that they announce a the lineup and again that just kind of adds to the fact that we may not hear anything about who's going to take that other factory Yamaha seat until then, or afterwards anyway. Um, yeah. I, so I don't I, think the Yamaha it,
2: contracts, the factory one, will be sorted and mm. signed and released until Mizano. Because mm, I, think, I think it's one of them where, with, with Fabio being in the position he's in with the championship, they don't want to throw any spanner in the works to kind of, you know, shoot themselves in the foot. I think they're smart enough to think, let's wait. But I'll probably curse it. And maybe tomorrow morning, Yamaha will announce that they've mm-hmm. got Savadori on it for next year.
0: <laughs> <I don't know. laughs>
2: um, maybe Matt Polanski is on the Yamaha factory team <laughs> next year. I
1: think... Um,
2: yeah, because I think everyone's going quiet. Everything's just
1: kind of considering the options, if you think Aprilia. Because I'm sure I was reading that people were saying, you know... what. Once Vinales, you know, when he when he said he was he was um, kind of quitting his his contracts with Yamaha, people were saying that the Aprilia deal was going to be announced imminently, and that never yeah. happened. So I don't know if just that that was wrong information or whether there's been some kind of you know bumps in the road and something's gone on because we was all expecting that to be kind of a done deal now and. Now we're wondering, well,
2: what, what's going to happen? Is there any, are we going to
1: know anytime soon? Or,
2: yeah, it is a case of waiting to see if Aprilia kind of announced that the again, it's a PR thing where people at Austria are going to be saying to Aprilia, Who are you talking to? Is it Dovey? Is it Maverick? And then you're going to see some cracks opening, and then you're going to see some riders thinking, Well, I'm not in that that running for that one. Maybe my jobs in you know Jeopardy for being the case of somebody else. Like it, it literally is going to be Austria interviewing everybody possible to try and get anything out of them to just try and make that one team force something out of them to kind of reveal what the plan is. Um, mm. But again, it's just we could sit here and make out the most far fetched you know assumption of. Who we think is going to be at Aprilia, who we think is going to be at Tech Three, Patronus, Factory Yamaha, and one move, one move could be completely opposite to what we've predicted, and that will be the domino to make everything else different. Yeah. So you know, it's not like we're talking tail end of last uh-huh. year where we're going, oh, who's having the other Aprilia seat for next year? Do you know what I mean? When we had Bradley Smith on it, we had Salvadori, and we were mm-hmm. going, it'll be either one of those two. Who's it going to be? we're in a situation where we're talking big, big seats. We've got the, like, for me, like, Repsol Honda, Ducati, factory Yamaha, those six seats are the big six in terms of, like, if there's one of those available, nobody moves until they're touched. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like you wait for them, and then everybody else sort of moves on, because Mm -hmm. everyone in that grid that's kind of thinking, I don't have anything long-term with who I'm with, like, for example, I don't know, Miguel. Just prime example. He'll be sitting there thinking, if that seat does come available, and everything ticks, and, and, and ticks all the boxes for me, I'm not going to move. And if everybody else in that same position would be doing exactly the same, no one's going to sign a contract until they know, unless they know that they're already out of the running for the factory Am Like Joan Mir, I know he signed a contract last year, but if Suzuki turned around to him now and said, let's sign another contract at the end of the year, he might be sitting there going, hang on, wait a minute. I need mm. to just see how that pans out before I can... It's just one of them seats that it, it affects the whole grid. Can you remember like when Lorenzo left and we were sitting there thinking, we think Maverick will get it, but, but we'll wait until that's announced for then Suzuki to jump. And then when Suzuki jumped, all the satellite teams started jumping to take the scraps. And it just moves on from there. So the Maverick has literally caused a huge, like, I don't even know what to word it. Like, it's a massive scenario, I suppose, in the in the paddock in terms of like we sat here at the start of the year and was like Yamaha sorted, Ducati will probably renew, Honda sorted, Suzuki sorted, KTM will stick. Uh, you know, all these factory teams, we were just like. You know, Dovey wasn't even in the the, the sentence. No. Maverick and Fabio, it was like, great team. Rossi and Moabedelli at Patronus on the on the back end of last year, we were thinking they'll go on to do great things. Tech 3, you know, great livery and all this. Like, great, great bike from last year. It looked like they're improving. And everything's just gone the absolute opposite way. Um, I don't know. Matt, who do you think is going to get? Factory Yamaha seat if you were to put your money on it right now. Or is he completely zoned out? Morbidelli.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, I'm gonna play safe for that as well. He he deserves it. it. If if it's not him, he will probably jump from Yamaha.
2: But where to? This where is the, this I... is the thing, isn't it? I mean, maybe he goes to a Proya. Maybe he goes to be on 46. Maybe. But I mean, he'd, he'd be he'd... on Ducati
0: at that point. He'd be on newer Ducatis too. But, so...
2: Frankie, he's stated for the last year plus, I want factory. Like, he, that's been mm-hmm. his number one thing. He's not said Yamaha, to be fair to him. But his main thing has been, I want a factory team. So, you know, it'd be a bit... Not contradict, it would be a little bit, but for him to sit there I and mean, say, I want a yes, for but, just to actually just go to VR 46. like.
0: But at the same time, you know, he, yeah, that's what he wants. But if an opportunity to be on a new, like the newest Ducati's, to go to, you know, his, I mean, I don't know what he, you'd call Rossum, hero, idol to go to his, you know, to Rossi's team coming up through that whole, that VR46 Academy. I mean, it pretty much writes itself if he does decide, you know, and I'm done, Yamaha's screwing me over. You know, yeah, it that, that seems like the logical leap.
1: Yeah, I can't it's really like, see where else he'd, he'd end up, really.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's not, he's, Is there was the whole rumor about him and Rin swapping him going to Suzuki. There was a rumor about that for a little while. I don't see that happening.
2: Um, It's just for me, like, I know I am not, this is not me doubting Frankie at all. This is more so me, if anything, supporting him in what his style is. I look at someone like Frankie and go, if he was on a Yamaha, if you could put him before he went to GP, and he did a, like sign for that satellite Mark VDS Honda, I thought. But if he was on a Honda, uh, on a Yamaha, he'd suit it down to a T because he's so smooth, and his style just fits a Yamaha perfectly. Now, for me, I would then be saying the Rins <laughs> thing. If I was Frankie's, if I was Frankie's manager, and he said, "There's no chance you're going to Yamaha." what factory would you look to next? I would be saying Suzuki because the characteristics of the bike, factory support, you know, alongside someone like Joan Mir, I think that would be a brilliant team. Rins, I'll be honest, like like I've said all, like, all the way through the season, Rins will be counting his blessings that he signed that contract before the season mm. started because I genuinely think if <laughs> Rins didn't sign that contract until... If he said, let's put it on hold, let's wait until spring, let's wait until like, you know, mid quarter of the way, halfway through, I think Suzuki would be saying, Hang on a minute, let's just see how you get on. Because if if you're going <laughs> off this year's form, Rin's wouldn't be getting himself a contract for next year with Suzuki. I mean, unless I'm seeing something that other people aren't, or vice versa. For me, i'd be if i was suzuki i'd want morbidelli in a heartbeat and that's not you know kind of crapping on rins if you like that's me just being realistic morbidelli wants a factory factory bike and with non-factory parts and bike he's shown that he can win races on so if you're suzuki what do you do do you bite the bullet terminate rins and go for morbidelli you stick with Rins who's on really bad form and showing no signs of progress and not being able to beat his teammate you know like it's been a pretty obvious thing that's been made that Rins has kind of wanted after last year to to stamp his foot down to say I'm I'm the number one in Suzuki this guy is not going to beat me again I'm putting my, my foot down and Mia's beat him." I don't want to quote, don't quote me on this, but I believe Rins has been beaten by Mir in every boring one race this year. And that to me, if I'm Suzuki, I'm thinking not only is he getting beat by him, but he's crashing at every other race. Mm. You know, like I know we joke about Rins, uh-huh. but I'm not sitting here thinking, let's put him on a multi-year deal. You know what I mean? I'm not giving him Another a big deal or something like, but... I don't know, what, what are your Sorry. thoughts on if you were Suzuki or whoever, what would what would you be doing? Um, I would be
1: I'd probably be looking at a, a replacement for Rins. Um I don't obviously not knowing how far the the Vignales thing is going with with um Aprilia. I'd maybe look into bringing Vinales back to Suzuki. Obviously, I keep options open with the likes of Morbidelli, just in case he is snoped for the factory seat. Um, or maybe looking at someone from Moto2, because I think I think Rins is very quickly... Um, his, well, not outstaying his welcome, but he's very quickly becoming like a, a kind of a, a poison chalice for Suzuki, really. Mm-hmm. And unless he unless he improves like majorly, I mean, now we've said it, he might come off this summer break and get a, like three podium finishes on the bounce or something. I don't know, but um, at this current moment in time, I think Suzuki would be wise to be looking for someone to replace him. Mm-hmm.
2: For me, he's got to he's got to win races this year to to, mm-hmm. to really say, I'm here to stay. No question, you've got to win races. I'm sorry, like. My- if he'd have stayed on the bike and just been loitering around 6th and 7th, I'd be saying, you know, it, it's it's not great, but he brings the bike home and he brings points back. The guy's got in such good positions and binned it time after time, mm. again and again. And that, to a factory team, just it's just rubbing salt in the wounds because they're giving him a bike that clearly can do something, and he's just throwing it back in the face and throwing it down the road every week, which does not give any factory team any satisfaction in thinking, yeah, let's keep him on. Um, I do have the contracts in front of me and Rins and Mir are signed until the end of next year. So they'd only be terminating a year, but obviously it would have to be a mutual agreement. It wouldn't have to be, you know, unless they just paid him off completely Mm, out of their own pocket. Um, Which for me would have to be something like a Vignola situation where obviously they mutually agreed, um, but that Would have to be something where Rins has turned around and had a bit of a falling out, I think. Um, but yeah, uh, these contracts are quite old because I still have Brad Binder down as end of 2021, which as we know is now 2024. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, so you've got Marquez to the end of 2024, he signed a massive deal before the arm. Um, Paula is to the end of la- uh, next year, so uh-huh. he's he's secured. Uh, Fabio. End of 2022, but I can see Yamaha renewing that at the end of this year, if not sooner. I think Fabio will sign until 2024. Or oh something yeah. Like um, Vignola is end of 2022, but we know that's changed. Uh, Jack Miller is now end of 2022. He signed a uh-huh. year extension. Wagner is still technically not yep. in the Ducati side side team next year. He's signed until the end of this year. I think they we we spoke about this before in. Bagnai is kind of, I think they're waiting, aren't they, for that, that one result to be like, yeah, there you go, there's your result, uh, there's your contract. Miguel signed until the end of next mm-hmm. year. So silly season next year is going to be mad because there's a mm-hmm. lot of big contracts until the end of next year. Um, oh, yeah. Aspargaro is still the end of 2022, but would it be right in saying I've heard that they're in negotiations to renew that for Aleish at Aprilia? I believe Aleish wants to sign on for another year or two. But I don't know. Probably. Um, Because obviously Aleish is not spring chicken anymore, is he? So apparently you've got to look for somebody younger to kind of start developing the bike towards Mm. them. Because if Aleish just calls it a day after this contract, they're left with a bike that is made for him and they've got no one young and no one promising on it and they're kind of back to square one. That's very true. Alex Marquez is signed until the end of next year. Nakagami, still no contract date uh, I've got on here. Zarco is only signed until... Oh, no, Zarco and Martin have signed again, aren't they? they they've re-signed. Yeah, they, the they signed is... extensions. Yeah. And actually, Frankie Morbidelli is signed until 2022 for Patronus. So... If Frankie gets the short end of the stick again, it looks like mm-hmm. Frankie's going to be stuck in Patronus for another year, which I think that'll be the final nail in the coffin. As I would yeah. say, that's me gone. I'm, I'm, I'll see out my contract, then I'm off. But yeah, Definitely. that's, that's rider right Market. It's right. kind of a
1: state of play at the moment, yeah.
2: Pretty mess. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much a mess, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Um, so I, I think at that, we'll move
0: on to the next segment. Because uh, we're going to try something new today we're gonna play a little game <laughs> uh so okay. i got this idea listening to another podcast do a trivia game but instead of really trivia we're just gonna to try to test bon- bono's knowledge
2: yeah so the game context, we're gonna matt, matt sees me as some a walking like...
0: talking moto encyclopedia
2: yeah <laughs> um and being the youngest one on the podcast it kind of feels a bit intimidating when he asks me questions like he did on discord (laughs) and he goes i'll give you the first clue i don't want to i don't want to quote it word for word and get it wrong but i believe it was like he made his 250 cc debut in 1989 and i was like okay so this is 11 years before (laughs) i'm born (laughs) <laughs> and it's not even a significant date because it's just his debut. And I think after the next clue, I got it right. I don't know. In fact, I got it right off the first one. I think it was it was it rainy or Schwantz? I forget. It was something like that. um, um going back to try to find it um, but yeah, Matt sees me as a bit of a nerd, which is a fair, fair point, I suppose. but um. I think we need to do one for, like, okay, so I found yourself it. as well. Because, obviously, uh, we could do one for you and be on the last two years or something. <laughs> it could be all classes. I was about to say, I, I hope it's last year and this year. Yeah. For saying that, Josh, Josh, you've been watching GP longer than I have. Obviously, you've been – how long Well, have you yeah, I think GP? probably I uh, my knowledge, like, kind of
1: probably mid-2000s onwards is kind of – my knowledge kind of, you know, uh, I want to say that's where most of my knowledge is.
2: Yeah. When did you From start like watching the, it? Do you, like, you know?
1: Probably like, I want to say like early 2000s, but on and off. It wasn't like only yeah. till like the mid 2000s, I started watching it kind of properly. Then obviously, when I joined the Navy, I stopped watching it and I kind of fell out, fell out of love with it a little bit, but I, I then, you know, got yeah. back into it again. But, yeah. yeah, no. Anything before like the mid two thousands, I'd I'd struggle with like a lot, like really yeah, badly.
2: I, I thought I was going to struggle, but like I, I nearly, I nearly did get stumped because Matt has named this game Stumped Bunner. So, um, I nearly did get stumped, but so I, the, think I fucked it out in the last clue. So, yeah. The uh, first one, the test one, we did.
0: I said, this rider made his 250 debut at the 1984 South African GP and his 500 debut at the 1988 Japanese Grand Prix. But I responded, fucking hell, how old do you think I am? Next clue, please. I need more than that. I'm <laughs> thinking Wayne Rainey or Kevin Schwantz sort <clears throat> of era, though. Actually, that could be a shout, Wayne Rainey. And I just responded, fuck off. <laughs> I was so, just
2: a complete, like, pluck out the air kind of picking years out and thinking, yeah, that might make oh, sense. And when, sure.
0: when I did that, when we did the test one, I just pulled up the MotoGP website, and it has, if you go into results, it has, like, a year bar, and I just tapped yeah. it, a random spot, and ta- I didn't even look at my phone. I just went tap, tap on a person and looked at my phone. I'm like, oh, Wayne Rainey, cool. That's who I'm going with. <laughs> and that was how we did the test one. Now, these ones that I picked, we have six riders that I've picked.
2: Oh, you're gonna pick like the most niche riders that like wild carded <laughs> one two fives in like 2008 or something like that. Like.
0: So we have six riders. I think three of which will be relatively easy. Three of which are going to be hard. In the case of a tie, we have a tiebreaker
2: that you have to figure out. Okay. So basically, if I don't get, if I get like two out of six, do I get like? shot at point blank or something by some like random guy that you've <laughs> yes. planned out like yes
0: exactly we, we're we sending a guy your way right now <laughs> uh, so basically if if you get more if you get more right so if you get four out of the six then you've won the game today
2: okay feel free if... to join in by the way if you're listening to this I, i'd like I'd yeah like, i know i know um i know armor will uh who regularly gets involved with all our conversation
0: joey Joey will probably get
2: involved as well yeah Yeah. so um if you are listening please get involved so just on my own
0: (laughs) but if if the score at the end you only get two right then we have stumped you okay if it is tied three three we have a tie i have a tiebreaker Okay.
2: No, I just don't know what your levels of hard and easy (laughs) are. So easy is going to be like, yeah, oh my god, how did you not get that? And it's going to be some fucking like random guy from like the early seventies or something. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's get into this
0: for the first rider.
2: So worried. Clue number one.
0: (laughs) Okay, this rider made his two hundred and fifty debut at the nineteen ninety three USGP and his 500 debut at the 1996 Japanese Grand Prix.
2: At the Sorry, say that again. The 1996 GP at he, Japan. He made his
0: 250 debut at the 1993 US GP, and his 500 debut at the 1996 Japanese GP.
2: Okay, so that would have been Suzuka when that was the starting one. Okay, okay. The next clue, because that's... Yeah, I'm not fucking out okay. from that. Yeah,
0: He got his first win at the 1999 Malaysian GP. Ooh. So you know it's a man. <laughs> <Along that> <laughs> <rib>. <laughs> They're all guys. I'll give you that. They're all guys.
2: Sorry, so he won his first race at 1999. He, he got his... Uh, Malaysian GP. Okay, ninety nine. I'm getting Biaggi vibes. I could be wrong, actually. Biaggi Barros, kind of. Let me think ninety six. You're gonna have to fill this gap up with me thinking because. Um... Well, you got one more clue. I think haven't you? you yeah, got you got well,
0: you got a third clue. Every rider has three clues.
2: <sighs> okay, okay. I, I need another clue. Yeah
0: okay your final clue he got his final career win at the pacific gp the same Second. year he won the championship so his year final
2: championship.
0: Ca- his final career win came the same year he won the
2: championship so wait he made his nineteen. He made his debut for 500 class in 96. 96 Japanese GP. Well, I remember watching oh, what was it? I think it was the Kenny Roberts Sr. documentary or something. And he speaks about Junior. And I remember him saying them winning on the tail end of the year before he won the championship. And then when they won the championship, they were so worried about Rossi. And that adds up. So I'll i'll go with kenny roberts jr but i could yeah it has no it has to be damn it. yeah no it has to be yeah it has to be damn it because 99 in 2000 yeah yeah it has to. Be yeah it was roberts. kenny roberts jr okay yep all right so josh is going to keep though.
0: score because i will forget to do that
1: uh, i'll keep the scores so that was one one yeah. i
0: yes okay so your second oh. rider Uh, yeah he made his debut quick question question.
2: are are any of these riders either a alive or b raced when i was alive or are they all prehistoric to make me be absolutely (laughs) stumped
0: you're gonna have to wait for the tiebreaker clue to understand this okay (laughs) so So just
2: they're all prehistoric kind of rider two
0: Made his debut at the 1992 Hungarian GP.
2: Bloody hell! That that track's not been on the calendar for like 25 years. Um, yeah, I, I, wait, what class?
0: 500.
2: Oh, 500. Yeah, he didn't race in 250s. He didn't race in 250s. Mm-hmm. So he came over from...
0: At least I couldn't find any information about him in
2: 250. That is a... That's curve me already. If he's not come through 250s or any, like, Mm -hmm. 50cc type thing back in, like, the 80s or something. What year again? 93, you say? 92. 92. Mark Marquez Mm -hmm. wasn't even born when this guy made his debut. (laughs) This is how old we're going. Um, Yes. Right, what's the next clue?
0: Okay, his last race was the 1996 Australian GP.
2: 1996.
0: I think the third clue might give you a little bit of a hint.
2: I would like to think so, yeah. Uh, I'd like to think that the third hint would give me a hint, yeah.
0: (laughs) This New Zealander has 20 career starts. Is it Simon Crafar?
2: No. Okay, um i just yeah um new zealander oh how many wins 20 career starts 20 career starts and this is easy
0: (laughs) oh i didn't say this was an easy rider i have these i have these completely mixed up i have them in an order on my laptop but i had to like go back and forth with them so this is probably this is going to be one of the hard ones
2: there's only been a handful of New Zealanders racing, and that's why I
0: figured this clue might help you because I'm like, there's probably only like a handful of them.
2: Oh, I forget his name. I know one of them, a New Zealander who, who raced in 500s in the 90s, and I think he raced on a Yamaha. Oh, that is a hard. This is a hard one. This is this is this in the easy category?
0: No, this is a hard one. I was, I'm fucking know. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I gotta switch it up.
2: Yeah, you're definitely switching it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, forget his name. Does his first name begin with an A? Yes. Oh, I know his name, and <laughs> <say New Zealand. laughs> but you can't oh. think of
0: it. his
2: name? Oh, I don't know why I said Simon Crayfall. Crayfall race. <laughs> I just got. I just heard New Zealand, and I was like, yeah. Oh it's his name? I can't think. Um. Oh, it's there as well. I can hear it in my head. I can't think what it is. I want to guess that his his say name is something like Straw or... uh, This is such an awkward silence to do a podcast with as well. (laughs) Um, Andrew. His first name is Andrew. His first name is Andrew. I know it's Andrew. Don't tell me it's not Andrew, otherwise I've lost. Is it Andrew? (laughs) <laughs> Matt don't tell me Andrew. Andrew is it Andrew? <laughs> well you gotta make a guess Andrew oh, is it? Is the second name beginning with an S? the I say yes. yes the I say yes the I say yes Andrew Andrew Stroud I think that's his name I could be yes. wrong is it Andrew god Stroud? god damn it <laughs> oh
0: I thought I had you with that I one
2: think of his name for so long Oh, my God. That's horrid. Do you know this guy, right? This guy, no disrespect if Mr. Stroud is listening to this, has done nothing in terms of, like, notoriety in the paddock. Mm -hmm. He's had 20 starts, and he raced a Yamaha in the mid-90s. That's it. That's it. (laughs) And he rode off into the sunset, never to be spoke
1: of again until this podcast.
2: (laughs) Oh, that was horrible.
1: (laughs) That was horrible. All right
2: jesus
0: well i think it, that was one of the hard ones the other two hard ones may be harder oh get lost <laughs> maybe probably i
1: think they will be harder uh,
0: yeah i told uh, josh and i talked about these last night and he thinks they are damn near impossible so we're gonna move yeah, on to,
2: but... get Your well, josh what's the score so it's it's two it's two nil to bunner but two nil to Bonner. okay so I just going to get one more right and then I'm at least halfway. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: for rider like number Yamaha, three.
2: just like I'm just happy with halfway <laughs> and I'm <like> gonna <laughs> flunk the rest of it.
0: Okay, so for rider number three.
2: This is hard. He made his hard. I'll give you that. It's it's
0: really hard. <laughs> he made his 500 debut at the 1983 South African GP, but had to wait a year later to get his first win. At the same race. So, so he made his date.
2: For day... the South African. Was it? Was it oh, I forget the name of the track. Is it for Fasaka, Whatever it is Fasaka GP. 1984. Ooh, that... Okay. Second clue. Second clue. His yeah. last win came at a
0: wet 1992 Hungarian GP. What is it with Hungary?
2: <laughs> you think like the one track that's got no history until like way back then um... so
0: he won, so rider number three won the race that Andrew Stroud debuted in
2: <laughs> yeah um... sorry can you repeat the second clue again the, the... his last
0: career win came yeah. at a wet 1992
2: hungarian gp right so his last win so he's he's been about a bit then he's won over a stretch not many people did that through certain periods 80s 90s i'm thinking yeah okay i've got someone in mind but i'm not going to shoot yet okay i included
0: this i included the third clue because i don't know how much you know about statistics he has 31 career
2: wins. Eddie Lawson.
0: You bastard. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> if you just said like three, I'd have been like fair play. I have no idea. But mm-hmm. the, the fact you went with a hefty amount. Uh, yeah. Eddie Lawson, because yeah, he was one of the only, well, I say the only, he, he is such an overlooked, right? I, I believe Eddie Lawson has won both on a Honda and Yamaha title wise. Not many people have done that. Um, and yeah very very overlooked rider but yeah that that's that's a hard one because yeah eight is eight before that and whatnot i'm kind of stretching a little bit mid-90s i'm still Whoa, you know, he, andrew strad's he, pulling my pulling my finger a little bit in the mid-90s but that's, that's yeah.
0: <laughs> well he, i mean lawson made his debut six years before i was born yeah. mm-hmm. Good so And rider. his last so you, his last win, I was two. So I was still crapping myself.
2: I wasn't even planning before any of these. No, even like your races,
0: parents but... were probably still in school.
2: Yeah, yeah. Wait, what, so, what race what right. did, he, did he win up 1984, you say? 92, wasn't he, it? He, well, he, he won 20.
0: the... Yeah, his debut was the 83 South African, and then he won that race the next year.
2: Yeah, my mum would have been 12. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, you've a uh, so, tiebreaker. Uh, That's
1: three. So you've at least all made right, so break. three. So
2: I've got one more easy left. So I might yeah. be home. Yeah, on. I think you're winning this.
0: <laughs> yeah. So number four. Oh, he made his date. De- <laughs> kinda.
2: <laughs> kinda. Josh's laugh. Yeah. Saying that this is going to be like Jaco <laughs> <Giacomo> Agostini's <laughs> second cousin or something. Like uh,
0: nope. Okay. So this rider made his debut at the 2000. Netherlands GP
2: Okay okay we're talking the year I'm I'm born I wasn't actually born <laughs> when this this happened but I'm I'm nearly there Go on Yeah
0: Clue 2 He only made 5 career starts <laughs> Sorry 5
2: <laughs> 5 career starts in terms of The whole GP paddock five.
0: His whole career in MotoGP, he was. I could not find any information about him in 250 or the lower classes. He made five MotoGP starts.
1: I
2: I don't even know what to say to that. (laughs) The third clue
0: isn't going to help you because I could not. I could barely find anything on this guy.
2: I no. When you said 2000, wild like his debut must obviously. He's, he's a wild card, like, He's had five. He's not. He's not a full time rider. And I remember a few wildcarders early nine, early two thousand. Sorry. So I've got a few, but again, we're, we're, we're you know clutching at straws a little bit here. Go on. What's the third clue, Matt? He
0: rode for Honda. That's it. That's all I did. He rode for yeah. Honda in all five
2: races. I have not got a fucking clue. Because um, <laughs> when you... Oh, no, because I think he had a full-time... Yeah, he did have a full-time ride. I was thinking people like Jerry McWilliams, but he had a full-time ride. Um, no nationality, no, no, you know, background. I've just got to go off. He raced at Assen. He's had five... Five razzers around a track, <laughs> and he rode, he rode for under that. That <laughs> literally could be. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. my god! Um. Uh, yeah, you've you've got me on that. I think, and I don't think many people would have got that. Okay. Other than Martin Rains or something, I, I I don't even know who to guess. Fine career. Okay, I'll, I'll take. I'll sit here now, and you can put it as three one. Can you give me another clue on him, maybe? See if I, can I didn't look
0: it. anything else. Let me see if I can
2: real quick Google
0: anything on him.
2: I have no idea. Who
0: this is. <laughs> If I Google him, he doesn't even come up. I have to include MotoGP.
1: <laughs> if if you say what his last race was, would that help, do you think? Or... Uh,
0: let me see. He's 45, so, so he's still was, alive. was
2: his last race, 2000, at Assen? Did he just do five laps instead of five actual races?
0: <laughs> uh, let me see. I'm looking up his, uh, he's from Leicester.
2: Oh, so he's English?
0: mm mm-hmm. uh, His most recent race, this is from motorsportmagazine.com, was the 2000 Valencia
2: GP. Yeah, so he literally had five wild cards in one year.
0: Yeah, he only raced in the 2000 season.
2: Yeah, not a clue. Literally not a clue.
0: No idea? Okay. It no. is Phil Giles.
2: Yeah. That, if I'd have got that, you'd have, you'd have been right. I probably, probably would have <laughs> thrown my headphones. Probably would just, <laughs> just stop this game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no this would be the first
0: life. and only time we ever played this game. <laughs>
2: that's, okay. That's a bit, like, Matt, no disrespect. Well, that is, that is really like, you know, in terms of like stumping anyone, if anyone my age could return to that and be like... Yeah, out. but the, the, you're, there's a theme like, you'll find. Yeah, there is
0: a theme. So there's a reason why I picked him.
2: Oh, God. Does it get less and less Grand Prix? Is it like, Are you going to pick someone that's like a mechanic in the early <laughs> yeah. 90s? Like... Made one appearance as a mechanic. Maybe.
0: So, Okay. <laughs> We're on to number five.
2: Held the umbrella at the (laughs)
0: 1943 Grand Prix. So, this rider number five, he made his 500 debut at the 1989 Japanese GP. Oh, God. Right. Yeah. Go on. Okay. His first win came at the 1990 Hungarian GP. And his last win came at the 1998 Argentina Ar- yeah, Argentina
2: GP. With Hungary. Stop with the Hungarian <laughs> stat, please. I can't
0: help it. It's just where either a lot of people debuted or won. Wait, his last Grand Prix was
2: 1998. His, his last win was when? the ni-
0: 1998 Argentina
2: Grand Prix. Hmm. That's a long stretch. 1990 to 1998 winning
0: as well. Oh, his, yeah. Ooh. Now go on. Okay, his, clue number three. He has 54 career victories.
2: Got to be Mick Doohan, surely. Mm-hmm.
0: Bastard. Damn it!
2: <laughs> I was like, 90s, stretching wins. I was like... It it could be doing, but if it's not, like if you just said like twenty wins, I'd have said like Alex Crivier or someone like that. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, All right. that's it. You've won, but obviously yeah, you, we'll, we'll uh, we
0: could not stump you. We'll get we'll go we'll, for the last one.
1: We'll uh, inter- we'll get this uh, final kind of yeah. We'll try and get this final victory
2: with the last one. Oh, uh, has, yeah, has so... this been handpicked by the both of you to be like, yeah, let's let's be absolutely no, great. I
0: picked i picked all of these so you can blame just me um, so there
1: is a there is a theme to them so
2: when there you hear the theme... out like stump or something like that at the end. <laughs> no letters,
0: but... no that would be next level though okay so the last rider okay. he made his gp debut at the 1989
2: japanese grand prix <laughs> you love you absolutely love the late 80s and early 90s <laughs> don't you you just love it. You can't resist. Okay. Nope. Yeah, go on. Next one. Is it is, can I can, I, can <laughs> his... I guess? Can I guess? Is the next clue. What? He made his last race appearance at the 1989 Japanese Grand Prix. No. Okay.
0: No, he made his last his last race was the 1991 Japanese Grand Prix. <laughs> oh.
1: God. Did he make any appearances at the Hungarian Grand Prix?
2: <laughs> no, Go no, he didn't. He took a Hungarian one in. <laughs> Seems as though the only races no. that exist in the 90s are Hungary, Pacific, <laughs> and Japan.
0: Yeah, Japanese. So the third clue, he only made three GP starts, all of which were at Japan.
2: <laughs> I'm not even guessing. I don't know. It's, Is and it- I'm going what is it by any <laughs> chance a Yamaha test rider?
0: I don't know. I couldn't find what bike he rode on.
2: Because at every Japanese race, Yamaha tend to throw in a Japanese test rider at Japan.
0: If he pulls this out of his ass, I will fucking throw something.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that would make sense. That would probably. Make sense i don't let me see oh god i'm gonna have,
0: uh oh nope wrong, wrong person.
2: i'm
0: person i'm googling them right now
2: three races i mean come on motorsport
0: magazine again let's see do they even tell Years in it was recent race ninety one Japanese he made three starts he's fifty six.
2: that uh, narrows it down. Uh,
0: only raced in Japan. It doesn't say
2: what. He's never left Japan, man. <laughs> he's he's committed to. The, oh,
0: so he was on Yamaha.
2: He was on a Yamaha
0: team. Mm. T- yeah, T- only team Yamaha Moto GP is what can it you,
2: says. Can you do it? Do you think you know? I'm going back. I'm. I'm not going 90s. I'm just going 2008, 99, 98. Um, Nakasuga's too recent. It's not Nakasuga. That's that's way before then.
0: Um,
2: oh, God, Matt. This this is <laughs> it, this is a. Uh, did he? Did he do any good at these races by any chance? Did he? You know? Did he? Did he crash?
0: Uh, I think he scored a point.
2: <laughs> Not bad, is it really for three races when you've scored a point? Like fair play to him. Um, I'm just trying to think of like historic Yamaha names through testing. But even that's quite neat. I'm I am clutching. there's there's straws. He scored then there's thin air and then there's like <laughs> nothing and I'm clutching at that.
0: He scored one point in the nineteen eighty nine Japanese GP. So he has one career point.
2: I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, I, it's, I'll, I'll go with the fact that it's a Yamaha test rider. That's as good as you're going to get from me.
0: Um, I mean, and you did good that. It's Kunoi Machi. Yeah. <laughs> so,
2: is, is he Yamaha? I think he is a Yamaha test rider. Let me, let me look him up.
0: He probably was. Like I said, he only raced in Japan. He raced, The only team it showed up for was Yamaha. So
2: Kunoi Machi, you say? Yeah, M-A-C-H-I-I. I I was going to say, I've totally disrespected him on the spelling here. (laughs) Um, Kunoi Machi. Let's have a look. Yamaha, I'm going to put in.
0: I mean, if you just Google him, it it does pop up with pictures of him on the bike,
2: the old old, uh, 80s bikes. It says here that he raced at Donington in 1991.
0: Hmm. On MotoGP, I went on MotoGP's website. They only have three. Maybe it was a different class or something.
2: I'm not sure. Career and character hmm. info. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a it's a brilliant like one that you've just plucked out of thin air. Well, moving on to that,
1: can you can guess you... the theme, the pattern that we've gone with with so all six of those?
0: We've got Eddie Lawson. Yeah. Kunoi Machi. Yeah. Mick Dewin, yeah, Andrew Stroud, Kenny Roberts Jr., and Phil Giles.
2: They're all... Um, oh, no. I was going to say they're all colonial friends, but they're not, because one of them is Japanese. Mm-hmm. Um, a thing. And then Stroud was from New Zealand, so... All Yamaha and Honda riders? All... <laughs> Am I missing something really obvious?
0: You it's this is a uh, next level years,
2: game. If you think of the years, oh, you probably gee, are. Why are they all wait, did they all debut in the same year or something? Nope. Did they all Nope?
1: And <laughs> oh, what's the connection between um Roberts Jr. and and Giles?
0: Well, here's a better question. What's the connection between Lawson, Doohan, and Roberts Jr.?
2: Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, but you're both in on this. I don't know. Yeah. Um, uh, Roberts, Lawson, Doohan, all champions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That has something to do with it. Champions in different decades. Um. don't know i'm so you've stumped me here i guess i don't know you're going to have to tell me so
0: the theme is they are the first place and last place finishers from the years we were born oh really yes yep i was born in 1989 which had Lawson finishing first and Machi finishing second josh you were 94 right yep which had That's doing,
1: right, uh, doing... Yep. And, and then I'll, I'll do in finishing first, Stroud finishing
0: last. Yep, and then Bono, the year you were born, Kenny Roberts Jr. won, and Phil Giles came in dead last.
2: Ah, got you. That so, explains why you asked me about three weeks ago. You were like, when's your birthday? And I was like, 21st of October. And you were like, yeah, what year? And I was like, what do you mean, what year? Like, are you planning to go back in time? And just like, you know... <laughs>
0: There was because, and the the excuse I gave you was that my brother in law his birthday was like the day before, which it was, and I legit had the thought of, I wonder who's older.
2: Yeah. See now you say it, I'm like oh yeah it's so obvious but like I don't know <laughs> what is. you're text- born so. Mm. <laughs>
0: I had to message Josh. I'm like, what's your birthday?
2: He goes, why? <laughs> yeah, straight away I was and like, I to... why?
0: And I why? had to tell him, I'm like, I'm trying to come up with riders for Stump Bono.
2: Ah, yeah. Yeah, I should have clocked on to it. No one listening has gone, it'll be that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, no one. Yeah. Did, but... <laughs> if you have come out and guessed that, we should make the gift. Forget Stump Bono, just be like, stump whoever got that mm-hmm. right. That should be who Yeah, Well <laughs> it it kind of justified the... The awfully yeah. difficult ones, I guess. Yeah, yeah. so... Can for we, EG... we do the tiebreaker, or not? Are we saving that? That, was, well, the that, was, that was the oh, tiebreaker. That was the tiebreaker. What's the theme? Uh, got yeah. You, got you. Well, I got past the tiebreaker, which is all oh, well, I'm good, because I didn't get Junoi <laughs> yes. Machio, whatever his name is, and <laughs> Phil Giles. Phil Giles. Phil <laughs> <he filled> Giles.
0: <laughs> I, I knew the three champions, I'm like, he's going to get these easily. Yeah. I'm like, the three last place. I, and i i we were talking about this last night josh and i like he's not going to get the 3 and then you said andrew and i went fuck <laughs> cuz <'Cause laughs> yeah, once I you know said name, you're like yeah. you're like does his name start with an N? and i'm like no come on don't do this <laughs> like this was <laughs> one of the ones i'm like this is and, a like yeah. he's not going to get this
2: yeah andrew's coming clutch to me there like i only know i don't uh. mean, like i didn't mean to come across like a bit of an ass like, i i know <laughs> Nothing other than he's New. Ze- he's from New Zealand, and he rode a Yamaha in the mid nineties. That's when his career starts. Me. That is it for me. Um, so I was clutching at straws on that one, but yeah, if I, the Phil Giles one and Kunoi Machi, that's hard. Like, especially considering the, the the other one was like what was it, nineteen eighty nine through to 91. 1989, and he's had three races. That's <laughs> I don't think you'd find yeah. many people... Like, I think if you went to, like, Martin Reigns who's the big stack guy in GP, and said, Japanese guy made three... Uh, no, not... I don't even think you gave me the fact he was Japanese. No, you didn't. I came to that conclusion myself, and I narrowed it down to Yamaha Test yeah. Rider. I think even he'd be like, I can't remember. And he was alive back then, do you know what I mean? So for someone my age to turn around and get Mm. that is japanese and it's yamaha test right i'll take it but i was never gonna get that never in a million years um are you doing a theme for all of them or are we doing this again or not i quite enjoyed it but it's um yeah we probably will i'm not sure yet i think there's another
1: theme there's another couple of themes i think we could try and work out
2: maybe (laughs) more modern at times maybe (laughs) maybe when i don't want to make it Don't want to make it too easy I mean, bear in mind, none of these, right? The only clue I got that was related to when I was born was the fact that you alluded to Kenny Roberts winning the title in the year I was born. So the only clue was the fact that Kenny Roberts won the championship when I was like a month old. That is that is it. Everything else, (laughs) I was not even in the world. So (laughs) maybe just a couple like post-2000, I'll say this, and it will be like... This guy wild carded once in two thousand and one. Get it. <laughs> like you asked for post two thousand, you get post two thousand. yeah, I, I would definitely try and do some for you, Matt, but they're oh, yeah. kind of like, you know, it would be I don't know, would it be too <laughs> hard to do? You'd have to do we'd have to use all three classes. And see how you get mm. on with that. For Josh Well, we can always use three classes on you, but no
1: one two five from eighty five or something. So,
2: yeah. you know, if you do, if you do all three classes, I will definitely do it. If it is post two, no, I would say post two thousand. If it's like in the last fifteen years, which is sounds easy, but you imagine guessing like a two fifty rider from like two thousand and ten. That's you know that's hard, um, right? GP riders are easy to stick to because you have kind of got like a set theme in that sense with what they've been and done. But if you were to pull out like. Oh, yeah, you know, he won the 75cc championship in 1953. I'd be like, not a clue. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, you've, I, I respect the effort that you put into that to try and A, go for a theme, and B, try and, yep. you know, get some, uh, try and, trying try to stump me, I suppose. But I've, I've just came out on top because of, because of Andrew. So shout out to Andrew. This podcast is dedicated <laughs> Andrew to Andrew Stroud. Stroud. <laughs> yeah but, yeah <laughs> it was good. I, I enjoyed so uh
0: i know going forward we're gonna try to uh yeah we're gonna try to get um to do tracks so it'll be i have to go through find a uh, pick a track that's been in moto gp and we're we're just gonna give you the winner and the year Ooh. And so you'll have to. In the last twenty
2: years, you would be testing me. You would be testing. And it'll be
0: like we'll give you three clues. So it'll be like this rider this year. Clue two. This rider this year.
2: I'll tell you what. If you did that for the last ten years, and I'll say any class, any track for the last ten years, I will happily do that. If it, I mean, realistically, if I turn around to anyone, if I turn around to like my dad who's been watching since what early seventies, and said, "Who won?" the Imola GP in nineteen ninety-four on a two hundred fifty'd be like not a clue. Like, do you know what I mean? Even he would have no idea. Um, <laughs> but last last ten years, I think that's that's more than like enough. You know, if I said to you Matt who won who won at Bruno in Moto 3 last year? Dennis Foggier. There you go. But you it's just like <laughs> you would you know what I mean even that's hard. Last ten years, that that, that mm-hmm. would be that would be a challenge. I think we need to do one for you, Josh.
1: Yeah, Let's because I need to push upon it. But
2: you know, I've see Josh buying like encyclopedias.
1: season reviews
2: from like <laughs> season reviews for the last twenty years.
0: <laughs> well, that's yeah. uh, the other thought that Josh and I had uh, last night was about doing teams, and we give you the riders and the year, and you have to t- figure out the team.
1: God. Starting from 1949, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: Go the, all the yeah. way back since the beginning of time. But uh, uh, yeah. see, the <laughs> the thing is, we we couldn't give you tea like we couldn't be like Valentino Rossi mm-hmm. this year because you're going to be like Yamaha. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was the year he was on Ducati.
2: <laughs> Again, if you did that for the last twenty years, maybe maybe thirty. Actually, no, no, that would be hard. Last thirty years, thinking about it, like. If I was to say to you what team doing race for at the very start, most people would be like, "Oh, reps a Honda," but he he wasn't. Do you not know I mean that? Yeah, go last. If we do teams, I'll do until and or, like from the year I was born. Like tw- let's go 2001. Actually, like onwards. I'd I'd give that a go. I'd give that a go. Yeah, for sure. Oh, okay. God. I'm setting myself up here for disaster. I'm gonna get absolutely mugged. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But saying that, if we're talking GP wins on tracks in the last twenty years, it only took Matt to give me like a a one clue in general conversation at the two thousand four Magello Greece to be like two thousand four Magello straight away. You were like it was raining, and it was in Italy, and I was like, (laughs) yeah, that. But yeah, Yeah. that that. I mean, that was like one of the
0: things. yeah, the Mugello Race was the one like one of the ones that got me, gave me an idea of doing this. Like I said, I was listening to another podcast where they were doing just they were doing movie trivia. And they would give like three clues to the movie, and then you had to pick the movie. I'm like, I could probably do this with Bono. You just give him facts. We could do riders, tracks.
2: Yeah, I guess. I think we should also do it if we ever get mm. a guest on to like do like a quick like one round or two rounds or something of like that, and just be like, just to test their knowledge to see if they're, you know, what I mean, yeah, that'd be quite good. Um, but yeah, I, I've enjoyed that. It was a, it was a good game. Yeah, it's been good. It's been good. A uh, little bit of fun to do out on the off season, I guess. It's kind of just, you know, do what we want, really. But people are probably listening to this now, being like, anything else? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Drying up a bit, boys, but no, we just I think we just did it to kind of mix things up in compared yeah. to being really like you know subjective mm-hmm. and really you know topical, I suppose. So, yeah, I, I've enjoyed that. I'm gonna uh start thinking of ones I can do for John, yes, yeah, so and, uh, one for me, and I can do oh I can god. also do for you as well, Matt.
0: Oh, god. <laughs>
2: How the tables have turned. <laughs> they both started to uh, both started to read up on that.
0: Be- be- better be the like the last two years. I
2: thought you were gonna say like the last two races then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well Josh, but, I'll give you a reign of twenty years. Yes. Um and I'll give you a reign of two, maybe three. Maybe I'll be a little bit harsh, <laughs> considering you've been you've done the last forty years for me, Matt. So uh I think one extra year Yeah. That. um yeah, all right. I'll 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 come back. I'll come back with vengeance with a uh, with a stump Matt and stump Josh, see how that goes. Oh I'll be I won't be too I I won't be too harsh. I'll, I'll, it's I'll, be, go I'll be horrible. Quite, yeah, I'll be <laughs> as nice as I can. I'll go three easy, three hard simple as but yeah
0: yeah so I think God will do it for today's episode that was fun
1: it was indeed
0: yeah um, we're working I don't know if we should tease it we're working on getting a guest we're not going to say who but we are working on getting a guest Uh just have to iron out some details Guess. so Maybe, so be maybe on the not. lookout yeah I we almost have one hey, we just have to work out some details he has to talk to his bosses make sure everything's good
2: imagine after this it's like it's Josh's dad <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> after all that it's just like yeah
0: but yeah so we'll tease that we'll leave it at that so with that keep the throttle pinned Thank you.